Alright. We are back. This episode, whatever, 16, 17? 16 or 17, yeah. 18, 23, who knows? Uh, Performance County Podcast with your co-host, Zach Rowe. And Josh. And we're back at it again. Um, but we're a little off. We, um, trying to do it this past weekend, but it just wasn't happening. Life's busy, you know. So, we're here. Uh, as we do, we'll always kind of just start off with our current fitness stuff, and then, and then we'll get into it. Episode so 17. 17, there it is. Yeah. Um, Josh, you can start off. Okay. Uh, mine's pretty much the uh, same as it's kind of been, in running, swimming, uh, lifting a little bit, jujitsu as well. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, so like I'm feeling better on all those, except for the lifting. I'm not really maintaining and it's not encouraging. <laughs> um, but running wise, I feel, I feel good. Um, it's, it's noticeable. I feel much better while I'm running too. Um, swimming's good too. Uh, I guess the only thing is, is just recovering from all the uh, volume. Um, it's just hard, especially because a lot of the workouts are at high intensity as well. So I'm just trying to focus on my sleep, um, trying to eat, drink a lot of water as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... You got your compression pants. I got my compression pants on at the moment as I think, well. I think you talked about those last week or the week before. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I did. I got them now. Um, How yeah. much were they? These were... Was these 70 bucks? Or... 70 bucks. Yeah, they might be, yeah, I believe so. I'll look it up. And is there anything in particular in there, or is it just the like the elasticity, the the, the compression? That's what does it, or is there like something special in there? Well, yeah, I mean, it's whatever like this, whatever this is that's in the pants. It's like that makes the pattern. Like yeah, it makes like gives it like the compression. Hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of the calves too a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, they're cool. I like them. Um, but yeah, I just got to do some more stretching and whatnot. Uh, but even though I'm so sore, it's like, oh, I don't even want to move. Yeah. I don't want to stretch. Dude, have you looked into doing massages? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about it, but I'm cheap, so. I, I started I started doing them, and holy shit, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been doing them, like, once a week now. I started doing them, like, a week or two before my triathlon. Because uh, I was talking about it with a client, and then she said this one place, but it was way too fucking expensive. And then I realized there was this... Uh, chiropractor office in this like strip mall kind of place right by my house and it was was right next to the grocery store I go to and I was like hey so I looked into that possibly just more like business related and whatnot but then I saw they had a massage therapy and it was a pretty good price I was like but so I looked into it and I started doing it and I did not realize how fucking tight my pecs were she 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 like does this thing where she pulls my arm like this and just like rubs in here and holy shit, dude! It was so fucking brutal. I was like, "Oh, dude!" I was like, "Oh!" And she was like, "Is it okay? Is it too hard?" I was like, "No, I'll just keep doing it." <laughs> I was like, "Keep fucking going. <laughs> this is this is great." Um, and the first time I did it, like a half hour, because I just wasn't sure really how how it would go. And then at the end, she was like, "Yeah, you gotta do an hour one next time." I'm like, "Okay, but because <laughs> she didn't even get to my like like my lower body, she just worked on my Oh, like right here too. Like your um, what are this? What are these muscles? It's your occipital bone. But I forget these muscles that connect to that bone, right here. Oh my fucking god, bro! Just yeah. so painful. It's like, and there's just like no type of way I'm pushing in that hard myself to like work it out. Yeah. You know, it's just you. It's like it just it's just it's just like you have to get someone to do it because it's like you're just not gonna, you're not gonna, you just want to like. You you pull back a little bit because it's so painful, you know. Yeah. You don't want to like purposely hurt yourself so much, so it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pull back a little bit from this myofascial release. When someone's doing it, they're like they're, they don't give a fuck. They're just yeah. like they're just pushing in there and releasing it. And, oh my goodness, it's insane. How much was it? It's forty. It's forty bucks for an hour. Forty bucks for an hour? Yeah. That's not bad. For it's that. not bad at all. Because there's this other place, this chain massage envy that my client was telling me about. She, um, she's like, oh yeah, there's there was there's one over by the track circle. So I looked into it, and they were actually just booked out for just simply too long. 
So then I looked at the one in La Salle, and it was, it was, for an hour, it was 120 minutes, 120 bucks for an hour. So I was like, it's two bucks a minute, basically. Yeah. I was like, what well, doesn't even make fucking sense? Because, like, that's 120 for 60 minutes. How is this one 40 bucks for 60 minutes? Damn. It wasn't, like, a bullshit massage. It was good. Like, yeah. I, I could really feel it, you know? It was... De- it definitely helped a dude, lot. 40 bucks? Like, that's totally, like, I could justify that. Yeah, sure. and I was just thinking, like, oh, I'll do it maybe, like, once a week, but I was like, 40 bucks, I could do that every week, that's whatever. It's just, like, I train so much and so hard, it's like, why not just invest in it? And, like, there's been so many uh, athletes on the JRE recently, they're like, yeah, I get massages, like, two, three times a week. I'm like, oh, shit, all right. Dude, I can't. Like, that's Gordon Ryan, or, well, no, Gordon Ryan, um, I we'll, get, we'll get to that one in a second, but did he say, yeah, I think he said he did it every once in a while. Yeah. But I remember Clarissa Shields, she said she was an avid massage getter, and then um, a few others, I just can't remember off the top of my head, um, get that soft tissue work, so. Yeah, I feel like that would spot, but I feel like they would kill me right now, if they were yeah. like, yeah. I feel like I'd be in pain for an hour, dude. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, just dude, I'm tight everywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it'll it'll probably hurt quite a bit while they're doing it, but um, you feel I just feel like pretty refreshed and good afterwards. Did you feel good for like the next couple of days afterwards as well? Yeah, yeah. It's just like when I start coming. When I yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I didn't even really feel my pecs being all that tight because I stretch them, you know, but they don't feel like tight, like overactive but she like when she does it man it's insane hmm. um but it's just like it's just a good thing every once in a while to get it done i feel like i don't know if it makes like a remarkable difference in your performance and whatnot but it just feels good you know so that's cool just yeah. like fucking turn off your brain for a little bit just yeah chill too um so yeah i've been doing those that's pretty good. How long are you um, doing that for? Like, like three, four weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably about three weeks because I started like right after that last podcast. It's been about three weeks or so. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, about three weeks. Doing like once a week. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's it for you yeah. with the fitness stuff. Um, so I had my, my triathlon. When was that? That was the, was it twenty fifth? Yeah, I think it was twenty fifth. So a little over a week ago, it was like a mini triathlon, so not quite a sprint. It was like slightly different distances. I was shooting for an hour and a half, and I got an hour thirty three, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, I didn't win the whole thing, but that was because I I didn't even. I mean, I was doing like a completely different kind of race essentially, because I didn't know this till like the day a day or two before, but they weren't gonna time transitions i was like the fuck you had a time transitions in between so you can just fucking chill and like just do whatever and yeah, i'm like ready to go yeah so i was like when i i was like i told um christina the, she was in charge of kind of put it together i was like just time it the whole time through and then um and then i did mine on a road bike and everyone else did on a stationary bike so you know did you tell them like you mapped out like uh, whatever the yeah thing? it was like a three mile loop um it was like down Carson, up Bellflower, down. Uh, what street is that? Delamo, and then back down uh, Woodruff. That was a three mile loop, so I did that five times for a total of fifteen miles. So you know, obviously, you know, road, road, road racing. You're gonna be slower than just just slamming it on the bike on the stationary bike. You got headwinds and cars and um turns and all that kind of shit so you know um but i think i got like second i i beat every single one of the people on teams oh yeah teams you know where one person can do each leg of it i beat everyone that (laughs) did it in teams (laughs) so i felt pretty good about that um who'd you lose to it was actually actually the um you, you you probably know him i think his name is daniel um the cycling instructor oh uh, like the older, like, is he Mexican or Italian? Yeah, Mexican or Italian or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shorter guy. Yeah. Yeah. He did it? He, yeah. 
So, you know, it, it really helps to excel at cycling in a, in a um, triathlon because obviously that's the longest distance. That's the most time you're going to be committing to something. I'd say I probably excel the most at the swim, which kind of sucks because, like, my swim, <laughs> the swim's the shortest. I, I did a really good swim. I did in 12.39. I did the 800 meters. And that's freestyle the whole time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I did I did flip turns for about half of them, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck this, like. That's the hardest part of pool swimming um, for a triathlon is all the flip turns. It gets kind of exhausting. So then I just kind of just grab and go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did the swim in 1239. The, the cycle. Jesus Christ. It's so loud. Um, the cycle in 50, 55 minutes, I think. Maybe a little bit less. And then I did the run in 27. And really, the only part I didn't do that well in was the run, because I was shooting for eight-minute miles, but I ended up getting nine-minute miles, and, you know, that extra, I did three miles, so that extra three minutes, that's kind of where it came from, where I wasn't able to get the 130. Um, But nonetheless, it was a good race experience. I had a few hiccups here and there, but it was uh, was cool. It was good. I won a a $100 gift card to Sprouts. Oh, yeah? I was like, hey. (laughs) What did first place win? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, but cool. but I um I paid forty bucks to enter it. I won a hundred dollars for So yeah. I was like, bet. So I was like, not that bad. Um. Anyways, that's it there. So yeah, now like the the workout the workout routine it's just real loose. I, I'm I'm gonna be starting a basketball league. I'm playing with Miles in a basketball league at the Y on Mondays. So I'm gonna kind of prepping for that. And then also I'm gonna be starting um a softball uh slow pitch softball league. The next couple of weeks on Friday nights. That's sick. Slipper softball is fun. Yeah, yeah, I love. I, we play pickup games with me and my friends, Sundays every other Sunday. So these are gonna be like uh, rec leagues, like Which, uh, officiated. City? Long Beach, I think. I've never played in Long Beach. I've played. I played in Bellflower, Cerritos. You played in Bellflower Lost... too? I think yeah. we might talk about it. Huh? I feel like we might have talked about that. When did you play in Bellflower? Three, four years ago. Did you play in the Sims, summer? Sims Park. Yeah, did you play in the summer? Yeah, we played, like, all the seasons. What was your team name? We'll play for food. <laughs> that was your team name? Yeah. You remember the Jetty Boys? Yeah. That was our team. Did I play you? Yeah, dude, we played We'll Play for Food for yeah, sure. Yeah, I remember the Jetty Boys. Yeah, that yeah. was us. <laughs> we beat the shit of you guys. No, well, no, you did not. Right? No, but, I, I don't remember your teams being very good. Well, once the, the first year we didn't make the playoffs. The second year we made the playoffs. Third year... Did, have we talked about this? I have. No, I don't think I have any idea. Did we not? To, maybe we haven't talked about. That's this. so weird. But yeah, was that before? I mean, that must have been before I knew you. Well, the thing is, our because I would have recognized you. Obviously. Yeah, no, that was before we knew each other. Yeah. Well, the thing is, our team fluctuated a lot depending on who we had week to week. Yeah. Because like I don't know if you know, but like I mean, you don't really know. I guess you know most of my friend group. A lot of my friend group are not athletes. Sure. Like, and you don't need to be like tremendous to play. What it's called, but still being an athlete helps, you know. And well, so, really, it's just like hand-eye coordination. Yeah, the skill of like throwing and and hitting is very specific. Yeah, you don't have to be a great athlete. Well, especially our first season, we had like a lot of our friends who were just on it. We were just getting drinking and having fun. Yeah, who weren't who had don't have hand-eye coordination. Yeah, playing in a somewhat competitive setting, so mm-hmm. it just sucked. But then over the years, we had like a couple more baseball buddies come in and whatnot. Uh, and then like so we, some ringers. Yeah, so then we got a lot better. But yeah, that was us, the fucking Jetty Boys. Yeah, that <laughs> that's is, so much shirt. That's I, so weird. I remember yeah. we'll play for food for sure. I yeah, I played with a bunch with a bunch of old dudes. Yeah, I was the youngest guy by like twenty years, probably. You know what? I feel like it was, I, it was all my dad's friends. You know what? I feel like I could see you out there now. I, I played left left center. I feel like I because I remember I would I would always pinch run for everyone. I feel, dude, I feel like I could see you out there now. That's so weird. Yeah, it was it like your, was your. Pictured like a really old guy. Yeah, Wally. He was like eighty something. Yeah, he was sick though, right? Yeah, he was he was killer. He had he got cancer though, but he's he's good. I think he's good now. I think he's in remission. But, oh um, shit! Yeah, yeah. You had like the really old picture, and you had mm-hmm. one more really old guy. I think, too. We had our whole team was fucking old. My dad was the youngest one. He was like forty six or seven at the oh. time. Uh, it must not have been your team, but we almost got in a fight with one team. You remember the team with the twins, like? Like the skinheads, <laughs> or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes, one, we get one of the skinheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, so yeah, slow pitch softball. That's funny. Um, we're gonna be starting that up soon. I'm excited for that. I haven't played slow pitch in a long time, uh, because 
our our manager he blew out his Achilles. So then he was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna manage it. I can't play, yeah. you know." So then my dad took it over for like a season or two. But then my dad already had pretty bad meniscus injury from softball, like a long time when I was like, when I was like a baby, and so it finally just kind of just blew out completely on him, and then the team kind of dissipated, and then and then COVID hit. So um, it's been a minute since I played softball or like uh, like a officiated team or game so i'm excited for that so i'm just going to be kind of preparing for those kind of things keeping the workout program relatively loose still a little bit cardio here and there lifting some weights um nothing crazy um the the big thing that i have going on is um i started up a new diet i think i mentioned that i was going to go keto so this is day three um it's going pretty good dude have you ever had a chlawful a chalaffle? Yeah. A chocolate waffle? No, no, no. Cheese and egg waffle. No. It's so fucking good, dude. Is it? And it's keto as fuck, bro. It's like a half a cup of cheese, whatever cheese you want, and then an egg. And you just mix it up, pour it in the waffle maker, smash it Yeah, I was going to say, you can't have a waffle itself. No. Well, I mean, you can do like a keto waffle or yeah. it's like some other kind of alternative for uh, the carbs or whatever. Um... Yeah, it's cheese and egg waffle. Oh my god, bro! And then you put some butter on it, and then I have the Walden's Farm zero zero calorie syrup. Ugh, it's so fucking good, dude. It's so fucking good. I'll do like a couple of those and like ba- piece or t- piece or two of bacon. Get a hella fat, hella protein. You really only get some, a handful of carbs from the cheese. Yeah. You know, and then lunches I've just been doing um either in and out or I'll I'll make my own burger patties just some 80 20 ground beef and some cheddar cheese and then dinner is just kind of whatever my mom makes i'll keto it you know just yeah. cut out whatever I, yeah i'll just cut out whatever i need to and make it keto so it's just like you know protein source and then just snacks i've been sticking with beef jerky and uh, greek yogurt and um that's kind of just my been my diet honestly the last few days it's been pretty good. Just the only problem I have with keto, and I don't know how people do it for weight loss, is uh, it's so restrictive. Yeah. Because I really wanted to kind of start it at the beginning of last week, but then um, my friend had a birthday, like a just loose kind of birthday kind of party, you know, on Sunday after we played softball, and I was so fucking hungry, and they were having pizza and whatnot. I was like, it's tough because you don't want to be that fuckhead that's like, oh, I'm a keto, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would have to like, I was so hungry, I just needed to eat, because I just played softball for two, two and a half hours. So I don't want to be the shithead that's like, no, I'm not going to eat, and then sit there and just kind of, like, suffer. Or I have to, like, go and get, like, fucking some Flying Dutchman from in and out and eat that when everyone else is eating pizza. It's just like, you look like a dickhead, you yeah, know? Yeah. So that's the only problem, is, like, it's um a little challenging. So, like, those type of things, like, you really have to, like, I mean, now you know it. You have to, know, like, think of that in advance now. You really got to plan ahead. Yeah. You, like, super duper have to plan ahead for uh for that because i really should have ate before and then like just chilled i would have been fine if i had like three flying dutchmen until i got home after the party i would have been fine but then i was doing some other shit so i wasn't planning so i was like fuck all right well anyways but yeah and then one one of the guys there he was because you know keto like when someone says keto like they're keto it's kind of like a meme now it's like okay you're doing fucking keto it's like mm-hmm. it's just like that that kind of diet you know at this point but and because people kind of like they just do it for weight loss but i'm not even really doing it for that reason but one of the guys he was like oh why are you doing keto and i was just like i could just break into like a, oh i'm doing it for like the metabolic flexibility fucking the um insulin sensitivity the mitochondrial um biogenesis all these other fucking things but then it's just like mm-hmm. you're at a fucking part you don't want to be that guy <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> I mean, you could, just, you could just, like, list them off real quick, and you'd probably, oh, okay, you know? Yeah, what, but... I mean, what'd you say? Just... I, I'd, like, I was, I, uh, I was, like, oh, man, it's kind of fucking complicated, and then, like, I don't know, something else happening, I got cut off. I was just, like, um, I didn't really get to it, but I, I was thinking in my head, do I really want to fucking go through all you this? You should have just hit the bullet points, you know? I, sh- I should have, but, that, like, so, like, some, like, someone cut me off, or, like, someone said something, or, I don't know, and then it just kind of went a different yeah. direction. But, um, anyways, yeah. Keto, man. It's very strict. And then my dad was like, dude, my dad can't even stick to my diet that I gave him. He's like, 
I'll be back to Kido with you. I'm like, no, shithead. <laughs> you can't even follow that. You think you're going to do Kido, which is even more restrictive? Yeah. Or it's not even even more restrictive. It's just very restrictive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying to get to him. It's not restrictive at all. Like, there's a lot of foods you very, you know. It's just bullshit, like, food, you know, that you cut out, essentially. It's just, you're sticking to real food. Uh, and you can't even, you can't even manage that. So, I, like, I don't know what you think you're going to do on keto. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's it there. It's going good. I had to switch up my coffee because normally I do, like, the white mocha syrup. So, now I'm doing extra heavy cream uh, in, the, the, in, the, in the coffee. And it's actually really good. It's pretty solid. I don't care. Heavy, heavy cream. It's I pretty good. just drink black coffee. I can't. It's just not. I can't do that. Uh, but anyways, that's it there. All right. Uh, next next thing is uh, my internship, my health coaching internship. They offered me a job, so that's pretty lit. Today's actually technically my first day, but I didn't have any appointments um, scheduled. So um, I am now a health coach for Live Health Online. So that's pretty fucking lit because it's my first like official gig as a health coach. I was doing health coaching in the Super Kids program at um, at the Y before COVID. But I wasn't, it wasn't like an official position. I was just kind of doing it as a part of the program. So yeah, it's pretty sick. It's all online. It's a telehealth uh, platform. And I just, I, I can just put my availability in whenever I want to work. So I can just move it around my training. And then people just, they have like a call queue, which I've been doing for a little bit. They have a call queue and then they just look who's available, put you in. And I don't have to do anything to book it or anything. And it's pretty sick. I already got like... Like, oh, I got another one. Yeah, look at that. Nice. Just eight minutes ago, I got another one. So that's like four, five, six. I have like six appointments already for for uh, next week. I just put my availability in last night. So it's like 25-minute sessions. Um, yeah, it's pretty sick. So I'm excited for that. It's not great pay, but it's just so easy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do any kind of... I don't have to do anything but show up and just do the health coaching. So, it's pretty lit. Got that going on. Finally using my health coaching certification because I was getting kind of annoyed because I paid a decent amount of money to get certified through that. And I was just like, I'm not I'm not receiving any money yeah. from this. So, I was just like, bruh. And then I think I talked about it last week, but I... um. I was going to start reaching out to golf courses and golf professionals, so I've been doing that. And, man, it's tough for, like, the, like golf fitness coach because, you know, a lot, a lot of golf um, courses don't have, like, the facility or, like, the place kind of set up to do that, you know? Yeah, no. Really? Do you have to, oh, there we go. Uh, I had a piece of hair, so I don't know. Um, really the only place around here that actually has like a gym is Old Ranch down in Seal Beach. They actually have like a, um, a gym on, it's like a country club. Yeah. All the other places don't really have anything like that. So even when I went, I'd go into like turning my application, people were like, people that thought I was like applying for just like, um, like, like, I guess like a ball boy or whatever, like people that like clean the carts and then go and get the balls or whatever, you know? They were confused on what I, I was even applying for. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see what goes on with that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and then, see, so yeah, I started reaching out to courses at first, and then the golf professionals in the area that were just on, like, Google, and only one of them gotten back to me. And, dude, <laughs> it was so strange. I just was like, hey, um, I'm trying to get into golf fitness. I know you're a golf professional. I was wondering if you could just like have we could have like a referral system where I play pay you like a flat rate for any kind of people you recommend to me, and then um, you know you benefit financially, and then they improve their game off the course. You know, so I'm not it doesn't seem like I'm trying to take their clients because mm-hmm. like this is like kind of it's not technical. Yeah, it's not like the course stuff where you do like this is this is um secondary kind of like extra stuff. You yeah. know. Um, to su- supplements your golf game and then only one person has gone back to me and they're like oh yeah that sounds cool I understand that you want to get into golf fitness but I don't know you so I would never refer you to anyone I was like oh shit okay 
I thought that was such a stupid fucking reply because, of course, you don't know me. I'm just like essentially cold calling you. I'm yeah. cold emailing you. You know, yeah. like you don't know most people in life. You meet people and you learn about them and yeah. develop a relationship. So that's why I was like, yeah, well, duh. um, I didn't say that, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I like, I completely get you wouldn't want to refer anyone to me. You don't know who I am. So I was like, I was hoping to develop kind of a professional relationship, and then I even offered to like do a session with him and show my like assess like my assessments and corrective exercises for different postural deviations and swing deviations and like a workout hasn't gotten back to me but the old saying you know it's not what you know but who you know yeah. it really is yeah because i don't know that guy so he doesn't fuck with me yeah i just gotta keep knocking yeah yeah my new motto in life is you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take you know wayne brisky that's, and Michael yeah that's literally just my new kind of motto in life been just shooting shots out there. Nice. Um. Anyways, that's it there. Uh, let me just cross these off. Uh. Next is the short strength lab. Did you, you saw it? Did you talk in the middle? Yeah. So, what what do you think of that? First off, though? I mean, is it just like a little like uh, was it like a boutique gym or what is it called? Like a like a, it's a little yeah. I, it's a, it's a. I don't quite understand because they're somehow connected to the Belmont. So I don't know if it's um like they're renting out space in the Belmont, maybe like that up upstairs. Have you ever been to the Belmont? They have the upstairs area where they do all their group exercise stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're renting out that space to teach classes, or they have their own spot close to it. And, is, um, is it like fit zone? Is that what it is? The way they explained it to me was that it was all like strength-based group exercise classes that they program and give to their instructors to then go and teach the classes so yeah i was like "Mm, okay you can do it i mean that's not really the that's not really my jam so that's why i think i told you i was like i'm gonna email them and and set myself up as like a cardio sports performance specialist Mm mm-hmm because I, I think that's, like, a cool, like, kind of niche that I think I can excel at and I enjoy. And not a lot of trainers really focus on that no, type of like stuff. No, it's super neglected. It's, it's, it's so strength-based, you know? Yeah, because it's mostly aesthetic. Like, that's what people come to, like, the gym for. Yeah, yeah. They neglect, like, their most important muscle in their heart. Like exactly. Greg Doucette, most important muscle is the heart. And I think I'm, I think I, I've, I've taken quite a few CE classes and I studied a lot. And I understand it pretty in-depth for just, like, general fitness, cardio cardio fitness or sports performance and I, i'm not 100 percent sure on the clientele that they're trying to get if it's just general exercisers trying to just get stronger or if it's more sports based but i figure it was sports based because it's called strength shore strength lab and that kind of that doesn't seem like a general pop kind of name it's like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it seems more niche towards like that's a little a bit hard to market just because like the people who are already into that they probably already have their own routines and know what they're doing more so. Yeah. So like it's kind of hard. I mean, you can do it, but it's hard to get the general population into that. Yeah. Because they're probably going to be your clientele. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't a hundred percent understand, but um, they got back to me about the cardio stuff, and they're like, "Oh no, we're not going to really be doing any cardio classes." So I think it's all just like group small business stuff, small training, small mm-hmm. group training, mm-hmm. no one on one stuff. I was like, okay. And they were like, oh, we're just going to do be doing strength-based classes. The thing is, if you want, like, it's kind of hard to do just a strength training group exercise class because there's a lot of standing around. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're really trying to truly develop strength, well, yeah, there's a lot of rest intervals. Yeah. And, and you need a lot of, like, one-on-one coaching, too. Yeah, know? it's hard when you're doing, like, strength training, like, strength training movements, like squat, deadlift, like, maybe Turkish get-ups, um fucking overhead presses, bench press, all these different kinds of movements. They're very complicated. They're compound movements. There's a lot of like sequence of events. And um, it doesn't just, it doesn't lend itself very well to group exercise because yeah. there's a lot of staying around kind of, you know, resting. When someone comes to the group exercise class, I feel like they just want to kind of be doing stuff. And then you're just turning into cardio, you know? Even most like strength training, strength training classes, like at the Y or whatever, they were all they were all just kind of cardio classes. Yeah, with some weights in them. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. They're strength training because you're using weights, but it's like That's just because you're lifting weights doesn't mean it's strength based. Yeah, 
it's just, there's not any rest in there. Like you're just the um, you know, Brett Contreras talks about this pretty often, where it's like you're going over. I can't remember exactly what I'm trying to say, but you know, it's like that like thirty or more range where if you're doing thirty reps, you're not really yeah. reaching that kind of stimulus in your muscle where you feel fatigued. Well, it's like what's the limiting factor? You know, it's your cardio at that point. It's not like yeah, it's your heart. How fast your heart can pump? Yeah. Not not the fatigue in the muscle where it's like you're reaching um, peripheral fatigue or technical technical failure. So I don't I don't exactly understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. But nevertheless, they were like, yeah, we're not really doing any kind of cardio stuff, but we're just trying to hire strength coaches, essentially. And they were like, would you be interested in that? And I just entertained them because I just want to like learn more and figure it out. And maybe I don't I'm not honestly really interested in teaching like a group exercise class. And I feel like they're just it's going to be a bullshit rate, you know, Yeah. that I'm not really interested in. And to drive down to Belmont area to do that, I would not be inter- interested. But yeah. just to learn more about it, I said I would be interested, but they haven't gotten back to me on like an interview time or whatever. But nonetheless, I'm I'm happy for them. You know, Candice and Jade. I both I think they're both CSCS certified, uh, and I'm 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 glad they're kind of branching out and doing like a business type thing outside of academia. Yeah. Um. So that's cool for them. That's where I want to get one day. So that's it there. And then one last thing before we get into current events. What time are we at? Oh, we're chilling. Um, one of my clients, uh, Claudia, she, uh, she was having soldier, shoulder problems and she went and got surgery about a month ago or so. And um, she just like cleaned up some bone spurs and um, they thought the rotator cuff muscles were like detached, but really um, it was just like the bone spurs that were getting in the way and affecting kind of the movement of them. They did some other shit. I can't remember exactly. But anyways, she she did this in Manhattan Beach, but then is doing her physical therapy in Torrance at this place called Beach Cities Orthopedics, I think. And their head of physical therapy is really cool. He's a really cool guy. Um, he's a physical therapist. Uh, I think he has his doctorate. And then he's also a CSCS. And um, she was work. He was working with her, and told gave 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 her his card, and then she gave it to me. And th- this is something I really appreciate. Is like continuity of care. He mm-hmm. he 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 wanted me to reach out to him and communicate and you know talk back and forth about what she had going on and whatnot as opposed to i mean like it was probably about a couple months ago i think i told said on here my other client who's reaching out to another um kind of healthcare professional and they wanted me to to uh pay pay for a session essentially to communicate with him and talk about the clients I, i was just like i was so flabbergasted by that really this is how it should be you know is that continuity of care? So he's a real cool guy. He worked from he worked from USC, but then um I get he was like, oh yeah, you know, t- talking to her like that's really good that your trainer reached out and think he'll do very well and this that, and the other. And he actually uh, said if I'm kind of in the area to let him know ahead of time, I can go check out the facility. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's sick. Cause another thing I've considered getting in is like post rehabilitation. So I, I like that kind of stuff, and I think that's important because a lot of people they go to physical therapy, um, and oftentimes their injuries aren't fully healed because insurance will only cover physical therapy for a mm-hmm. certain period of time, and then they're just kind of off on their own, and then they don't follow up and continue to do the exercises that the physical therapist prescribed to them, and then you just get slowly over the years, you just kind of develop the same kind of issues you had before, um, pre, pre, pre-surgery. So when I'm there, I'm going to be like, hey, need someone to refer to, post-rehabilitation <laughs> shit, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that goes. But I also want to talk to them about the CSCS, because that's something I'm, I'm considering doing after I graduate, is either the CSCS or the TBI. Not 100% sure yet. But I was thinking about the CSCS. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, like, pretty, like... Not like super big kind of fitness influencers, but have like a decent Instagram following. 
but you know they're doing really well in life are just yes yes you know like mm-hmm. you just kind of like perusing through uh instagram and whatnot and you're just kind of clicking account you're going from account to account and you see you see all these people they don't have super like you know a few thousand um followers or so but you can see like the type of clients they're working with and like kind of like their lifestyle how they're living i'm like that's kind of where i like to get to you know yeah or you don't have to have like super crazy social media clout but well respected professional put some, put some content out that's good but what really counts is like what happens in real life and like the people you work with and yeah. whatnot, you know? So anyways, that'd be cool to get to eventually. Um, anything else before we get into current events? I feel like I'm talking too much. Uh, okay. Did you, did you listen to the action branch Bronson, uh, Jerry? No, I didn't listen to his. I listened to a little bit of Ethan Suppley's. Yeah. I, uh, did I write that one on here? No. Let me write that before I forget. Uh, he's a really cool guy, but um, yeah, I like I like Action Bronson. Bronson, I um, listen to a little of his music, but you know he's always been like a super overweight guy. That's kind of like just been his thing, you know. Yeah. But similar to Lara Beats, I think that's how you pronounce it that we talked about last time, um, is he got his shit together? I think he say he lost over a hundred pounds in the last year. It's cool yeah. hit. That's what Ethan Suckley said pretty much too. Yeah. He's lost even more weight. We'll get to them in a second. But um I he just he just realized like I think he just had a kid right before COVID hit and he just was like had kind of some health concerns come up. He didn't really get into the, the specifics, but he was like, dude, I gotta make a fucking change. And then he was like, Yeah, like seeing like COVID was hitting a lot of obese people. So he's got his shit together. And, you know, that's good. He's a he's a chef too, so you know, like so you- yeah, exactly. But he um, you can still eat good food. Like people, I talked about this before. People think dieting is associated with shitty ass tasting food. You can make food that tastes good and and also is healthy for you and help you lose weight. And then he just gets after it. He says he does a lot of like on it. He says he's a big fan of on it, and he at his home gym he has a lot of uh maces and kettlebells and uh, indian clubs and all that kind of type of, type of stuff as he said like he said like 80 percent of his working out stats type of stuff and then he goes to the gym to do like stuff he doesn't have like leg presses and and like machines and stuff like that but shout out to action brownson another example of someone that's realized their health was being compromised by their poor lifestyle habits and decided to make a change and stuck to it and lost a lot of weight and we'll have a better life for that and i'm a big fan of that shout out to that so it's very cool i wish more people would uh take that route um next is the gordon ryan jerry he's listening that one yeah uh, what do you think of him saying that no days off he said he didn't take he doesn't take any days off their whole their whole squad. Um, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's. Yeah, I mean, I think you can take days off, but I mean, I think when he t- says no days off, I mean, if you're at that type of level, you can go in and like just go through motions type stuff. You don't, yeah, that's what he said. You know, and so like that's to- yeah, sure, no days off, but your days off or you, that's kind of your day off. You know, like you can go in all the time and just like study, you know, and go and try technique, and that that's really not gonna tax you. You know, mm-hmm. so that's understandable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting to take none though, because so you don't ever get that mental break from it. That that's the big thing for me yeah. is um, just mentally detaching it from it, at least every once in a while. You know, maybe after a big, I don't know, he didn't really say, but like maybe after a big match, just to, you know, take a week or so off and just like let your brain fucking chill out for a second. Yeah, and just like. You know, be happy with what you've achieved and, you know, reflect on all the hard work you did. Take a second off to just take a breather and enjoy life and then, you know, get back after it. I mean, people say, like, you know, no days off, but it's like, like, do they actually never take a day off? You know, Um, you can't really know that. But yeah, it sounds like he said he doesn't, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is his profession, you know, he does, I assume, love it, you know, so I can see that. But, he seems obsessed with it. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's the kind of, like, the whole thing that Joe was talking about, is, like, you need, like, an obsessed coach, coach like John Donaher, and you need an obsessed, obsessed uh, student. Yeah, those, to, to learn, to those learn stories from. about Donaher I thought were pretty funny. About the rash guard thing? The, the rash guards, and then, like, he goes home, and, like, he, he goes and studies. Yeah, yeah, like, stuff. that one was, like, yeah, what was the example? He was like he's, an eighteen year eighteen year old. Oh, U twenty three thing. Japanese fucking like no, kickboxing. Talk, no, he was talking about some U twenty three wrestling tournament from like two thousand eighteen. Oh, yeah, and then like, they said what? that like a month ago they were out to dinner with Lex Friedman, and Lex Friedman was talking about like some like mm-hmm. Dagestani like uh, wrestlers from like the eighties or something, like some yeah. obscure wrestling group. And then Donner was like, "Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. <laughs> and like." Just, he's such an interesting guy. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. But like, it, what I wonder is, it didn't seem like he, they paid him almost. Donaher? Yeah, right? Because, like, I, the way he made like said it, he was like, oh, we don't miss because he gives everything to us every single day uh, and asks for really nothing in return. I would be surprised and, if, if he, they don't pay him. If, if He almost made it. He didn't really explicitly say it, but it, it seemed like they don't really – pay to train well i mean that's not and, un, that's not uncommon um for that to uh-huh. happen like for like a coaches like top athletes for like his inner squad guys to like not because like he's the coach is building his reputation off the performance of those guys like it's the yeah. coaches it's the coach's game and philosophy of being expressed through those players you, you know you get the money through like people that hear about it and want to learn from yeah like you, know, you've bought stuff from John yeah Donner, i right? bought stuff from donahue and mm-hmm. gordon Wright. yeah and I know, I know, like Eddie Bravo's gym and HQ. A lot of his, like, uh, the guys who train at HQ, they don't pay, you know, because they're kind of like the at the epicenter of like tenth planet jujitsu, and they're kind of like carrying, kind of represent. Yeah, they're kind of representing. But if you are like walked in as a white belt, you know, you're gonna pay. Yeah. But, like the high level guys, he wants to like do well in the competition. Like they're kind of his guys. They're not paying. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon Ryan. I thought that was kind of interesting, but when you put it like that, that makes sense. Yeah, um, because Donner is building his brand as well. But Donner Death Squad is building yeah, her name yeah. around his, those guys. So yeah, another thing I thought was interesting that they brought up is he wasn't willing to go into MMA and do that kind of thing until someone else from their squad was like to, to the to that elite level that Gordon is. Yeah, in in uh, jujitsu, and he was like, you know, I could wait it out a couple of years for that for. Our squad to say dominant jiu-jitsu until I can go over to MMA, which is very unique. Like Joe said, I don't think a lot of guys are would have that type of loyalty. It is unique, but like in the same sense, like with athletes and like teams and whatnot, like you do see that from time to time. Like you do I mean, see- sometimes in team sports. Yeah, but even like but, a com- like a tight community like that. I mean, jujitsu like when you're going out to perform, you are like an individual. But like when like your time is training with all your teammates, you know, like and you're doing something like you're button heads with them, like all the time every day you know you, you, you do care about those, those people and like those are the people that are kind of forging you you know yeah so like you're you're going out and you're carrying that flag your team's flag when you go out and compete you know so like i like yeah it's cool to hear but like it's not it's like it is uncommon but like it's not especially it's in not martial arts especially in martial arts i say less so in, in like team sports like you hear of guys that take pay cuts to be able to re-sign like role players like Tim Duncan was well known for doing that, mm-hmm. and like Tom Brady, and those kind of guys who could just those are the type of guys who like just give you the max because I'm worth it. But they take that pay cut to do that. But um, in martial arts, I feel like what other examples? Yeah, are really. Like yeah. I don't. Who who, who yeah, gives up some of uh, some of their own personal gain for the the gym that they 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 um. They train at. Yeah, I can't think of another one. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm glad to hear it, and it would be super uh, interesting to see Gordon Ryan in like an MMA format, because mm-hmm. um, like you don't really see like any of like those top of the top grapplers now. Gary, Gary Tonin. Yeah. How, how does he do? I haven't, I haven't really seen a fight of this. Uh, he, yeah, he's in. I think he said one, right? I think he said like six or so fights. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't really follow one. You know. So. Yeah, I haven't seen a single one. One championship <laughs> yeah. fight in my life, but you don't really see too many like super at top of the like top of the top level graph grapplers in like MMA necessarily. Um, they as, mean Maya as much as they used to because they can get the, their money now in their own sport. They don't need to go get punched in the face to make some money. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah. It's more so for like the the challenge itself of MMA. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there still is more money you could say in MMA than grappling for the most part. But like 10, 10, 20 years ago, like there was like almost no money in pure grappling. Yeah. Yeah. And Gordon, what, what is even that? Wasn't even that much in MMA at that point, really. But still, considerably like more than just grappling. You know? Yeah, a little bit, definitely more. And but... yeah, Gordon Ryan's the first guy to like really be like a real big millionaire, I think, off of like grappling. Besides like some like big families, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah, like the Gracie family. Yeah, so, but it's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I would, I would like to see him transition to see how well he does. Because if he is, if he can avoid getting hit, dude, and then he gets a hold of somebody, like, it's just going to be a different type of Oh, uh, I mean, he could, yeah, he could leg lock anyone. Yeah, he could leg lock everybody. What weight is he? Uh, well, you remember he was saying he's got weight problems, so he's going up and down and all around the place. But he's in here from, like, like I think he said he got super light down to, like, 190, but I think he's around two. 220-ish or something like that. So he'd probably... Or 205. He said he wants to get up to, like, 240. He said if, like, his stomach was, like, fine, like, he wants to get, like, quite a bit bigger. So he'd be in heavyweight. Yeah, well, I, MMA. But, but he's down. 220 currently, so light heavyweight's 205, He right? might be, like, 215 or 210 now. But, yeah. So just say right now, I he mean, could he could definitely cut 10 pounds down to light heavyweight, which is I mean, 205, right? I mean, you got to think about, too, he'll have to come off the juice, though, too. Oh, he's juicing? Did he talk about that? I mean, they actually did talk about it a little bit. I don't, I don't he remember. he kind of he skated around the question a bit. He basically basically I think said that you know everyone does it type of thing. Mm. But I mean yeah he's oh yeah you know I I can think of pictures now yeah I remember yeah he's he juices everyone yeah does. so um yeah but if he uh but if he competed anywhere but UFC it probably wouldn't matter right because I think UFC is really the only big pr- uh promotion that um well he'd fight first in one. Like he, what do you mean Bellator? Well, like, initially he would fight in one, like their their uh, MMA promotion because like they have grappling and MMA, mm-hmm. and so like they have like the rights to him for a certain amount of time. He wants to go to MMA. Oh, okay. And then I'm sure after that, once he gets a little bit of a name, then he could like the yeah. UFC would you know, I'm sure the UFC would be all over that. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But nevertheless, if he was slight heavyweight, heavyweight, I mean, he could lay lock just about anyone. I feel like. Yeah, It'd be interesting. Who, to see who's how big, there. big? There really isn't any, like Josh Burnett. He he's not in UFC anymore. I don't think there's any other like super high level heavyweight, light heavyweight dudes that are good at jujitsu. No, I can't think of any big boys. Big country is he still in the UFC? I don't think so. Roy Nelson. He's a big, he he's giant and knocks people out, but like Joe always talks about, he's a very good jiu-jitsu practitioner. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he'd I think he would excel quite a bit, but nonetheless, um, that was a cool. That was a cool. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And the fact that he trolls people so much. He yeah. said he does like six hours just like on social media. I was like, bro. Yeah, I know. I hope he was exaggerating, but it is kind of funny. Like he says, like, I was a little concerned. I was like, he seems to be having fun with it, but like I don't yeah. know. That's so much. I mean, time. you said he doesn't watch TV. That it just seems like his whole life is literally just training, eating, sleeping, and trolling people. Yeah, that's just his whole life. Well, I mean, but if he's liking it, who cares? Yeah, I mean the trolling people is what gets him like the big bucks too, though. Yeah. I guess so. Cause he get yeah. But I wonder how much money because he said I wonder how much money he gets per fight because he said like Not stuff much. tough for him to fight. So like, how does he make like sponsorships? Instructionals. Instructionals. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think recently he said like he said like how much. Uh, Last month or something was his first million dollar month or something like that. That's crazy. Uh, but he said, yeah, I think he said like sixty percent of his revenue comes from through just like instructionals. So like groups of people that pay or, or no, like, like small DVDs. Oh, DVDs. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, his stuff's really good. I mean, I have yeah. a couple of them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's it on that. He's a very interesting dude. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, yeah, and then you said, uh, Ethan Suple, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I, I'm, f- I'm thinking we've both been familiar with him, because he does a lot of stuff with Renaissance Periodization, yeah. and Jared Feather, and Mike Isertel, and it was cool hearing him, uh, shout them out, both at different times throughout the podcast, because, you know, we've been following both those guys for, for a minute now. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd talk them up a little more that we like they would get them on eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I feel like he did. He did, yeah. Jared Feather, like, you know, his coach. He said he was a good guy, and then 
Mike Isatel. I, I didn't even know about that TED Talk thing. Yeah. Um, I think but, I might actually listen to that one before. Oh, really? That TED Talk? Yeah. I didn't even know about that TED Talk, but um, uh, I thought it was just very interesting. And he, Yeah, so he said he was 550 um, and got as low as 200 pounds. So, I mean, he lost a total of 350 pounds over two years. But it's actually more than that because he said he lost some, gained some. Yeah. So, I mean, probably close to 500 pounds that he's lost and gained and lost back and forth, which is so insane. But he said for a lot of that, he did keto. And then I think I think he said about five, year ago, five years ago was when he listened to that TED Talk thing. It was like, got to go a little bit more moderate. Yeah. And... Um, now he's at like what do you say two two seventy, and he feels pretty good at that at that weight, um, and he said like actually being at two hundred pounds he was that was the lightest he's been. He said he did a lot of cycling type stuff. You think I think he said he did like the Tour de France like the the path, but not exactly how they do it. Um, like like every single day, or whatever. But he said he like he was like miserable. At that at that body weight and um, yeah, I, it's just very interesting to talk talking very candidly about um, just body image and and weight management and um, all that kind of stuff. And I was I was interested. I was I was um, surprised Joe didn't really talk about it, but he he like is super hater on like carbs and like like refined carbs like bread and that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah. And Ethan talked about it. He's like, "Oh, I thought bread and like gluten was poisonous and like, but yeah, it's um not really that big of a deal." I'm surprised he didn't ask him more about it. So I remember even one time Joe said like, "Oh, if your trainer tells you to eat bread, you should fire him or something." Did he? And, yeah, and I remember Greg did that a while back. Made a video about it. He was pissed about it. <laughs> um, but the thing is, he eats rice, which is fucking worse, really, because rice is so calorically dense. And doesn't have any protein, and doesn't have any fiber. Yeah. Um, and you know, bread—it's uh, not—it's still pretty calorically dense, but not not nearly as much. And it has a little bit of protein and a little bit of fiber. So, uh, you know, and then you, and then you know, you mix it with like egg whites or something, and then make French toast. Cool. There you go. That's a good meal there. Um, I lost like a, a decent amount of weight doing that. I got down to one sixty two. I was, I don't know if you saw my pictures of my, on my triathlon, but I was, yeah. I was pretty shredded. Like I don't know. Yeah, I leaned out. I I was I was pretty lean. Um, I was pretty happy with it. So, I can't remember exactly where I started at, but I was like, but I ended at one sixty two. Um, and I wasn't doing any kind of weight training, uh, for about a month or so. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get back in. There training but whatever kind of on a tangent here but what else did i want to say about that i just thought his kind of weight loss experience was very interesting and just preaching the moderation and um yeah i think that's it so yeah we'll move on to the next one <laughs> um the UFC PI I sent it to you. Yeah, they released their research, but it was like it was it yesterday or the day before. I can't remember, but it was real recently. We didn't have the time to go over it, so I know I said in the last podcast we'd go over it today, but we'll go over it next time, and we'll really dive into that and see what yeah, they have to say. That'd be sick. But I'm interested with the UFC PI uh, research has to say about all that kind of stuff. So that should be cool. Um, just a few more current events here. Uh, the Steffi Cohen and Greg Doucette feud. Did you see that? No, I didn't. That one was interesting because I love both those people. So I was like, oh no. That's funny. Mom and dad are feuding. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I really, I, I think it's just more semantics, really. Did you see it all? Did you know what the feud was? No, I didn't. So no. Steffi Cohen just put out a, um, a thing about weight loss and cardio and that not really being the key to weight loss and just focusing more on your diet and instead of doing cardio doing more like walking but really what Greg Doucette was saying is that cardio is or walking is cardio which it is you know yeah it doesn't like for people like us it's not really 
it's not very intense. Like we we really wouldn't do that for cardio, you know. But for like most people, if you just walk at a a, a pretty good clip, you're gonna get your heart rate elevated into like that list range, and that's pretty solid. That's good, you know. But Greg was like, "Well, you're saying to not do cardio, but you're also saying to walk, which is cardio." <laughs> and so I think that was just kind of like a misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what do you what do you think about walking for like cardio? Like, yeah, I mean, as long as you're not just rolling. And, yeah, and like that you're at that, like that's where your fitness level's at, and yeah, do it. You know. Yeah. It, like the the uh, threshold is pretty low, or the uh, um like to get yourself started, like that's a pretty like that's a good enough bar, like that's a nice low set bar to start with. You know, and that, that will it will help you out. You know, but it's not so crazy. That it's like have to run two miles a day like you're not going to do that you know like jordan peterson talks about like make sure you set the bar low enough for yourself that it's a, like it's challenging for you but at least like you even where you're at now even if it's so bad like you can still get to that with mm-hmm. a little bit of like you know, trying yeah and actually i'm going to refer back to the ethan uh Suble podcast is he he talked about that when he was like 515 just like walking like a little bit past his car <laughs> was like really like that was I don't know how you explain it, but, like, that was where he was kind of at at that point, you know? And that's, you know, some people are at that point. Uh, So, anyways, I I think there was just kind of a misunderstanding between them. And I think they really – I think they both put out very good information. They're basically saying the kind of same thing. thing. Um, But, anyways, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Steffi Cohen's response was really funny because she did, like, a whole skit at the beginning and basically – um, call him, uh, what's that comedian that sounds like him? Godfrey, you know, mm. I can't remember his first name, uh, something Godfrey and, um, just, just kind of ripping on him, making fun, you know? Uh, so it was, it was funny. Interesting. What's going on here with Michael Hearn? Yeah. So then the Michael Hearn and the Greg Doucette thing. So, you know, I think we talked about this last time. And Greg calling him out about the cardio. Oh, yeah. And saying not to recommend cardio, which was fucking idiotic, really. Uh, Michael Hearn sucks. And then in a more recent video, Michael Hearn was talking about people who like trolls and people that haven't like uh, achieved anything and um, this, that, and the other. And they were flashing pictures of uh, Greg up on the, on the video. Uh-huh. And um, he was talking about this. And... And they were talking about like pro cards and it's easier to get a pro card nowadays and this, that, and the other. And it's like Greg's whole point was I didn't he didn't even get a pro card nowadays. He got it quite a while ago, like almost ten years ago, when it was like yeah. his main point when it was challenging. And he and then they're like, Oh, they didn't even win a pro uh pro event. I think I think just that got like fourth, which is like how many people can even really say that? That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And um but then the whole the whole thing is, Michael Hearn's never even had a pro card. He's never been an IFPB pro. Mm-hmm. He's never competed. So like, what the fuck are you trying to say right now? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And like saying he hasn't like earned anything, like he's a world record uh, powerlifter. Power yeah. Too. And he's like a million subs on 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 YouTube. So your 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 whole argument is just yeah. You just you sound like a fucking a hater, just a loser. Yeah, it does. Because you're the guy you're complaining about being a loser and not achieving anything has achieved more than you, really. I mean, I would say, a world record powerlifter, IFPB pro, does triathlons. Yeah. Has a giant social media following. Has a very successful training business. You know. Yeah. Michael Hart has a very successful training business. I'm sure he lives pretty well. I've seen like his house, and he has a very good physique. You know. But you, but also you live a lot. Uh, a lie. You just live a life of lies. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it was just a weird kind of argument, and like Greg was like not having it, just, <laughs> just breaking it down. That's so funny. I thought that was interesting. Um, last last two. Then what time we got? Oh, oh, yeah, starving. We're about an hour. Yeah, we'll we'll do these last two. These will be quick. Dude, can you believe the Weidman leg break? Yeah, that was- check. You uh, who was it? It was uh, Uriah Hall checked. His leg kick and snapped it just like how Chris Weidman checked Anderson Silva's leg check back in the day and broke his leg the exact same way. 
and then he stepped on it. I was oh, like, oh, 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 I just, I got the chills. The sh- I was like, oh, oh. I can't watch it. it live. No, I just saw, I saw it after. Oh my god, I, I did not see it live. But oh my fucking god, oh. just the way it's like flapping, and then and then he just tries to step on it. Oh, oh dude. dude, I want. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. That's oh bad. my goodness! I couldn't <laughs> believe it. How it, the exact same injury, and it's only happened like a handful of times in the UFC. That was terrible, dude. Such a bummer. Such a fucking bummer. Yeah, that was. That's 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 just a quick one. And the last one is the Ben Askren versus Jake Paul fight. Now this motherfucker right here thinks that was a rigged fight. I do. Again, and this is the points I brought up before the fight. Ben Askren. Is a, an elite wrestler. He's never been a striker. Even in MMA, he was he was never known for his. I agree. He's never been in a boxing match. He's out, he's like forty. <laughs> he's retired from MMA, and he's been retired for a while, so he probably wasn't training very hard. Because when you retire, I mean the the grind of martial arts and professional sports in general is the training for it. <laughs> like the competing is like the is like the fun part. It's like the weeks and weeks you have to put in to train for it. And he, you could obviously tell he wasn't training very hard by his body. He had super dad bod. Did you see some of his training and videos? Like he met in the heavy bag? <laughs> it was fun to like this, bro. Yeah, that's why I think dude, that's why I think it was all fake, dude. I think he just got paid no. to take a dive. No. Cause there's no way you would be but, but then also he had a hip replacement. So that's like five different points. And people just want to completely discount Jake Paul. He's been training boxing for like three years now, which yeah. is a significant amount of time. And There's he can no obviously he obviously has power. He would you say the, the Nate Robinson fight was rigged? Um, uh, please say. say. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's probably something you gotta look into. I I think you just like conspiracy theories. I'm that one saying. obviously wasn't fake, and he flatlined him. And Ben Askren has obviously had way more head trauma throughout his life than. Nate Robinson. We can agree with that, right? Yeah. So, and again, 40, uh, r- hip replacement, never been a striker. And you could see by his his training, um, he, he just didn't look, he didn't look good. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I think it was um, rigged. Or I either think that, like, but I think Ben Askren never had the intention of taking it seriously. That's what I think it was. Because I, we, I said this before we started recording, but I was say. Um and um, what's the what's the ref who doesn't ref anymore? Was uh Big John McCarthy? He talked about it. He was like the way he landed, he like he was like dead body. Yeah, hit the hit the hit the um canvas. If you have or if you are still conscious, you're gonna want to just have a natural reaction to brace the fall, either using your hands or to like tighten up and flex so you're not just smack yeah, smacking yeah. it because that. If you're conscious, you just don't want that to happen, right? You're you're gonna yeah you're gonna brace, right? And he doesn't do that. He just hits the canvas. I think he, he got he got knocked the fuck out and then hit the canvas. I I don't think he was paid to take a fall. I think he just I think he knew he wasn't gonna win and didn't put that much effort into it. But he was still gonna get a giant payday and was just happy with that. Yeah, I mean, you see him after the fight, like he's walking away with his wife, like all happy and smiling and like super stoked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, I just hate it. Like they're building this Jake Paul dude up as a boxer, you know. I I still you still can't really call him a boxer because he hasn't he's fought not. a boxer. Yeah, that's why I say they're building him up as a boxer. He hasn't but, fought a boxer. But but I mean that's okay because think of think of all the big boxer nowadays that you uh um that you like. Well, I really don't. Ty- like, Ty- Tyson. I'm really don't like boxing in general. As okay, well, like Tyson Fury, um, Deontay Wilder. Uh, Canelo, look, go back and look at their first handful of fights. They're fighting cans. That's that's what it is. Yeah, that's how boxing is. You fight cans, so you can beat the shit out of them and get some ring experience and learn and just you know get your timing down. And people, you have a good a good idea that you're gonna beat to build confidence and build build um experience upon. Uh, any any fighter you look at. Yeah, that's what boxing is. I don't think that's lame. I think, I think, l- learning and getting experience is a part of it, and then you can develop that into fighting more challenging opponents later in your career. I guess so. 
Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, a lot, think of a lot of USC fighters' careers that were cut short because they fought people that were way out of their skill level, like Sage Northcutt. Um, um, who, who else? I can't think. Um, it's hard to think off the top of my head. People that got thrown into the wolves too quick. Maybe you can maybe see Cody Garbrandt. Um, who else? I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a million out there. I just can't really think of um, people that were thrusted through way high challenging people way too quickly in their career. When you know you have a whole you have like a whole you know fifteen plus years you could box. Say you start at like twenty. Could box till you're like 35, maybe even a little bit longer, um, and you know you rush to this high level in like two, three years. Then like, where do you go from that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but no, nonetheless, I don't think it was rigged. Um, I think he was just trying to get a paycheck, and I think people need to take Jake Paul more seriously. He's not a boxer yet, but he's on his way. But you could say that about any big boxer nowadays. Look at their first few fights. They're not finding anyone worth their salt, you know? True, true. And Jake Paul's doing it smart. Yes. Uh, next matchup, who do you want him to fight? Either These are the two one, two I've heard the most is um, Mike Perry and um, uh, Tyron Woodley. Of those two people, who would you rather want him to fight? Probably Tyron Woodley. Oh, how come? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like Mike, I don't know. <laughs> Mike, Mike Perry could get paid to take that too. No, do you not know what happened with him? Mm-hmm. Is uh, he was a training partner for Jake. Oh, they got beef, and, huh? They got beef. Yeah, yeah, because he was, you know, he he was being respectful. He was like getting into getting paid to come in there and kind of help yeah. him train. Was taking it easy on him, chilling, and then there was just kind of like some footage got released, and uh, in one of the texts he said. Oh, what the fuck did he say? It was really, it was a really good um line. He was like, um, you'll never be like as much of a man as I am, or some shit like that. Or you're not as real as me. I've been in this game for whatever. This I can't remember exactly what he said. I gotta look it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mike Mike Perry has beef with him, <laughs> and Mike Perry is a very good striker. That'd be he could he could knock he could really truly knock Jake Bell out. <laughs> Yeah, I hope something flatlines him. I don't think he'll take that fight, but I want I want Mike per- Mike Perry next. Plus, it'll be a big, big payday for him. I like Mike Perry. Yeah, he has like a family. Yeah, yeah, so that'd be that'd, good. That'd be cool for him. Yeah, but nonetheless, um, that's it for all the different current events we got today. We did a little over an hour, so that's cool. Um, I got to figure out how to get this recording on my thing onto uh. On the SoundCloud, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Actually, no. That should be fine. I know how to get on SoundCloud. Yeah. And then it'll go straight to yeah. the other ones. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. It shouldn't be that big a problem. Um. Yeah. That's it. Anything else? No. All right. It's been Forest Academy podcast with Zach Rowe and your boy Josh. And peace. Dude, I'm fucking starving, Marvin. Starving, Marvin. Does it stop? Yeah, it's, it's stopped recording. You just gotta hit the. Uh, oh no, it didn't stop recording. Hit that. It stopped. I hit it. Don't hit that one. That one. Oh, that one. Oh, square. Black square. <laughs>